week in racing. It's time to recap it. And who better to do it than Michael and Magic? Two bros slash pros who cover the highs and lows of racing around the globe on every one of their shows. Real fans look forward to these guys and their last thoughts because they know they're not talking out of their royal ascot. What they say makes sense. So ladies and gents, sit back and relax as Blinkers Off presents The Magic Mike Show. Where you hear the experts speak. The Magic Mike Show. Tune into the show every week. The Magic Mike Show. You can trust the show is the bomb because it's being brought to you by RacingDudes.com. Hey ho and what do you know? It's time for The Magic Mike Show. I am Magic and joining me today, it's not Mike Samich. He is currently moving. This is Aaron Halterman. Aaron, welcome back to The Magic Mike Show, buddy. Yeah, good to be here. Good to be back. Do I sound okay? Everything's everything working? Everything good? I think so. Okay. We're gonna try it. Listen, it's the Magic Mike Show. You never know what's gonna happen, right? Yeah, I feel good. I feel if it good sounds good here. now, this is as good as it's gonna get. Hey, we're excited because uh, on today's show, special Monday show, we are gonna be previewing AEW Dark Elevation, which premieres on YouTube ah. in about. Sorry, wrong show. We are previewing Thursday's Late Pick Four at Belmont Park. Sorry, Aaron, different show there. Well, well, the question is, there's there's ra- there's a uh, wrestling videos ready. Where are they, Magic? Listen, you sent me wrestling videos during Belmont Week, which I really appreciate. <laughs> they're they're going to be out for the folks if you'll if you'll just put them up there. So <laughs> they will be out there. Yeah, they'll be out there shortly. Uh, if you didn't know, Aaron and his wife Heather starting to do some uh, wrestling talks, some AEW talks. So that'll be up on our YouTube channel as well, YouTube.com/slash/RacingDude. So uh, I'm excited to listen to that. I haven't gone to look at those yet, but uh, I am excited. Listen, it's Belmont Week. We're starting things off looking at Thursdays. Pick four. We've got two stakes for two-year-olds, and it's barely June. So, you know, it, it, it's kind of an interesting situation here. Will we see the Derby and Oaks winners for next year? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. No. <laughs> but you know what? This is an awesome sequence. You text me and said, hey, you know, Samich is moving, whatever. You want to ju- jump in for the late pick four on Thursday at Belmont? And I said, oh, yeah, I'm in on that because this is fun. Like I said, you get the two uh, two-year-old races that are fun and then and then the two other races holy cow they're they're really exciting as well and yes dr tang very 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 sad cm punk is injured oh yeah that's gonna be uh that's a rough one that is one of the things that is discussed dr tang there'll be three separate videos one of them is discussing cm punk and uh, i'm curious Aaron. I, i won't ask you to spoil it so i can watch it and everybody else can too but i'm curious to see if you guys talk about what you think should be the correct path because uh I heard from you before about what you think you would like to see happen. Uh, kind of curious what goes. But listen, this is a horse racing show first and foremost. We've got Belmont's late pick four on Thursday to preview. Uh, a little bit of rain in the forecast, Aaron. I still handicapped it with it being on the turf and, and two of them are on the grass. Yeah, Aaron did as well. All right, buddy. You know what to do. Riders up. What's up, everybody? I'm Mike Samich coming at you here. And today we're excited to talk about a new partnership over RacingDudes.com, BetPTC. Uh, we just added, went into a partnership with them, allowing our users to be able to get not only a $200 sign-up bonus after they bet $750 on the site, but also a rebate. Aaron, you've been using BetPTC. Tell us a little bit about the rebate that you can get. Yeah, it's been absolutely fantastic. You get up to 4% on your win wagers, 8% on, on exotics. And the great thing about it is with a lot of rebates, well, you don't get them at all with some. And with some, it's, it takes a while for it to hit your account. Not with BetPTC. Immediately when that race goes official, A, you're going to get your payout, hopefully, because you've cashed your bet. But B, that rebate hits your account immediately. So if you bet 100 bucks on a race, 
guess what? Or, or, or let's say a win, you're gonna have four dollars in your account immediately when that race goes official. And like I said, up to eight percent for exotics. It's pretty awesome. Make sure you check to make sure your state's eligible eligible for both that PTC and the rebate, since it does vary from state to state. If you're looking to sign up and take advantage of a $200 bonus, just click on this sign up now button here at betptc.com. Uh, make sure you enter out, enter in all your information, scroll down to the bottom, and make sure you include, include promo code DUDES when you're signing up to be able to get a $200 bonus after betting $750 that gets deposited right into your account. And then you're eligible to get rebates back as well. So make sure you give it, uh, give check out BetPTC and give them a shot to see if they can earn your business. All right, Aaron, we're going to kick things off for the late pick four at Belmont Park on Thursday, June 9th with race six, the Astoria Stakes. This is a five and a half furlong dirt sprint for six juvenile fillies. Start us off, buddy. Where are you going on top? Yeah, this is a very interesting race to kick it off here. And like you said, there's a lot of different ways you could go. Uh, I went three deep here on top. I did use the number six devious dame coming in from Churchill Downs from for uh, Norm Cassie. He's, he's got a couple of really nice uh, two-year-olds we've seen so far. Uh, this horse last time out, ridden by Joe Talamo, five furlong maiden special weight uh, there at Churchill, and it was just a blowout. Just kind of stocked the pace and said goodbye. That's the end of you, and that was it. The rest of the field was was done. Now we're coming up here to run in this race. Logical next spot uh, for this horse to, to go. And look, Joel Rosario picks up the mount. I think that's a, a very good sign as well. He's only ridden for Norm Cassie three times in the last year. Two of those horses won. One, uh, the other horse that didn't win went on to hit the board. So uh, I think that kind of tells you something. So immediately I went to the six in this spot. I, so I went too deep in this leg. You went three deep and you used both of the horses I did. And I agree with you. Devious Dame was my top pick. Uh, a little foreshadowing. My Astoria and Tremont picks are very similar. So uh, it's, I thought that was interesting when I went back and kind of reviewed my handicap. I was like, oh, it's kind of, I went with who I thought was probably the best horse overall at this point, which is the six Devious Dame. You brought up all great points. And then I went with who I think is the fastest horse. And that's the five girl by Cajun Breeze, if you're not familiar, is a great sire in Florida, and you rarely ever see these horses uh, run outside of Gulfstream or Gulfstream West or Tampa. But uh, with two-year-old winners overall, Cajun Breeze wins at 19%. When you put them on wet dirt, which we could have some wet dirt on Saturday, or I'm sorry, on Thursday, uh, 27%. He gets a lot of wet dirt down at Gulfstream, so... Uh, they're very proven over that. But this horse on debut, she was forced to break from the rail, which you know is, is a tough ask for any horse. But she took pressure down the back. She broke cleanly. She took pressure through the turn. And when uh, Marco Manessis asked her, she took off. And I love the fact that Manessis is coming up to Belmont, where you've got, you know, the, the who's who of jockeys right now are all at Belmont. And you're bringing your jockey from Florida who was aboard, him for, or aboard her for the win. So uh, I love that she's drawn outside of everybody except the favorite, the likely favorite who we're both using. So that's why I like the five. I like the five as well. That was one of the other ones I used uh, on my ticket. And I saw everything that you saw in that debut, right? It was just a really, really impressive effort from her. And we see this, uh, whether it be this Belmont meet with these early stakes races or maybe the early stakes races at Saratoga, those Florida horses will come up here and they're not wasting their time, right? They're coming up here and they usually have, have a pretty good shot to win, are pretty talented. So I like Girl By a lot in the spot magic as well. I think, I think you're on the right track there. I'll go ahead and knock off the third horse that I used. And this was maybe a little bit more of a stretch here. The number three born dapper is really interesting to me. Now, this horse uh, is still a maiden, has one start under her belt. It came at Woodbine on the synthetic surface, kind of speed, got a little bit of a pace duel, kind of faded a little bit late, uh, got second, beaten four links. But listen, born dapper, Jonathan Thomas, no stranger to success here at Belmont Park and on the Naira circuit. 
gets Luis Saez aboard. That was the biggest sign to me that this horse is coming into the race better than what the form looks. Because I think if Thomas was just going to take a shot, throw somebody in the race, maybe you don't get Luis Saez aboard. They've connected 31 times. Uh, I mean, I should say Luis Saez has rode for Thomas 31 times the last year. 35% uh, of those horses have won. 77% have hit the board. That's incredible. Um, so to me, Saez jumping aboard tells me this horse is a little bit better than what you saw on debut. So I did throw in the number three, born dapper into the mix. The three I went back and forth on, and initially I left off because I wasn't sure about price-wise. But if we get a decent enough price on her, uh, I think is a great add. All great points that you brought up. Uh, Union Rags, I was surprised by this because you know he won the Belmont, so you think of him as a distance horse. But he actually produces 15% dirt sprinters, so that works well for him. And he also did win the Champagne at Belmont uh, going one turn at age two. So his horses, his offspring can win it too. They can do well at Belmont. Um, what... What left me off initially, and again, if, if her price is a little bigger, I'll throw her back on, but Thomas is actually, when it comes to second start maidens on the dirt, it's not very good. His second start numbers are really great turf-wise. Now we're on the dirt, but the horse does have the pedigree to say that the dirt should be good. Um, if, if I get probably 5-1, to 6-1 to one on the morning line or better, Aaron, I will throw her on here because I think she has a lot of potential. I kind of think you're going to get that. I, I believe the five and the six were going to get bet. The people are going to see exactly what we saw. Uh, and like I said, you're handicapping without odds. Sometimes I really like to do that. And so mm -hmm. that's kind of fun that we have it. But you're right. This horse may be a little bit price dependent. Uh, I don't know, though. For the pick four, it's going to pay if this horse wins. I don't I don't know that the, the price is really going to matter all that much. But we'll see. You know, the, the, you know, it's a good stat you just threw out there. And you do kind of associate uh, Thomas with you know, the turf, even though he did win the Travers with Catholic boy, but that was a turf horse at first as well. Right. So mm -hmm. you do kind of associate with, uh, with Thomas, uh, with the turf a little bit, but, uh, he's a sharp trainer. I kind of like the entry. And again, I, I just like that size gets aboard here. So if I didn't have a single and another leg probably wouldn't have put this horse on the ticket, but since I've got a single, I thought that's definitely worth taking uh, a chance with this three horse here in the first. You talked her onto my ticket. I added her. So if, <laughs> if you think, listen, I, I really am not good at, at guessing what horse's odds will be if the morning line's not out there. So uh, if you think that she'll be at a decent enough price and you're going to use her, I'll throw her on as well. Let's move on to the second leg of the late pick four at Belmont Park on Thursday, June 9th. Race seven is supposed to be on the turf. Uh, assuming they stay on, you've got eight older fillies and mares going a mile and eighth uh, on the inner course. These are allowance horses and the rail horse investment strategy has been favored every start so far. We don't have the morning lines. I would assume. It's Chad Brown on the turf. It's Flavian Pratt riding. Probably going to be the favorite again, right? You would think. Uh, it's a little bit deeper of a field, I think, than what that horse has been fa uh, been facing. But, yeah, you would definitely think this horse is going to be close to favoritism with those uh, connections. I, I thought this was a mess. I really thought this was a mess. I went six deep in this spot. Uh, you know, I, I don't have a top choice really narrowed down just yet. Uh, I just thought, oh, this is this is going to be a pretty wild one. Um, I do like the five horse, uh, Alara, Ilora, however you want to say that. I, that horse will probably end up being my favorite. Last time out was a first start in the United States. Got third at Aqueduct in a very similar race to this one. Going to stretch out a little bit in distance. I like that. Rosario's back to ride. That's a good sign as well. And it's the second start off of a layoff. This horse was gone uh, almost 280 days uh, you know, before between starts, between the last start over in Europe to this start here in the United States that I referred reference at Aqueduct. 
Um, yeah, I just think this worth stretching out, second off the layoff. I, I think this is probably the one to beat. So I'll probably end up using the or putting the five on top. Definitely one of uh, one of the horses I'm going to use here. And then yeah, the the Chad Brown trainee uh, investment strategy. You know, last time out, similar race, just was okay. Didn't run too bad. Actually, got comes out of the same race as the top choice throw of the five. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, second time facing winners get Flavian Proud aboard today instead of Franco. I mean, it definitely counts for something and can kind of sit a little bit closer to the pace maybe than the five. Uh, and I think that could be a good thing. At Belmont, we've kind of seen it. Uh, these paces have already been slow at Belmont on the, on the turf and. You kind of want to be forward with place over this turf course. So I think the one uh, is one you better look at as well. So the one and five would kind of be my top two choices there. It's going to shock everybody. I left the one off my ticket. I'm not using Pratt, Chad Brown on a turf horse in New York. Um, I think hmm. because I think that her price is pretty is, – it's going to make her unplayable with who else I'm using. But I watched that race at Aqueduct a few different times because I also love Ilara. She's my second choice here. I don't understand how, if this horse was any good, how she lost that race. She had every opportunity. She had she was um, split entried with another Clarevich Brown horse, and both of them off the turn had every shot and just spun their wheels. And mm-hmm. meanwhile, you've got Ilara, who is at the back of a field going 25 flat, 50 and a half, 116 crawling, and then was able to still you know gain some ground on her and passed investment strategy. I know they're both second off, but... To me, one of them was a lot more impressive than the other. So I'm going to stick with a lot. My actual top pick is the two ensemble for Brendan Walsh, who Flavian Pratt is leaving to ride the one horse. Um, second off the bench for Brendan Walsh is a 15% angle. But that race last time out at Keeneland, that was stakes quality field. If you look at who was in there, she was one of only two horses that was really able to gain ground on a gate to wire winner for Chad Brown, who was four to five odds. So was expected to do what she did. Um, the winner is a stakes place turf router headed to a greatest stakes soon. And then the second horse, or sorry, the other horse that was gaining, who did finish second seasons, that's a multiple graded stakes place turf router. So your first time in North America, you're gaining ground on a stakes place horse and you're running with a, a graded, multiple graded stakes place horse. There was a lot of talent there. Jose Ortiz is picking up. And I think that all systems are go for this horse. I think she's going to be a good price too. So I'm excited about that. The one thing I'm not excited about, Aaron, she's still a maiden on turf. She's 0 for 4 uh, on the grass now. But Two of those efforts uh, were very strong, including the North American one. So um, I do have faith in her, and I have faith in Jose Ortiz. I have the two on the ticket as well, for sure. I, I like that horse. I don't think I need to say much more. I think you you laid it out perfectly. And, you know, it's another horse, just like the five, second off the layoff, second time United States. And like you said, it was a really good field. Seasons is a horse I, I, I've always liked. Got, she beat me that day because I, <laughs> I did not. I think I maybe used uh, Nevisian Sunrise, but I did not put the horse on top. I had Seasons on top in that race. Remember that one well. Um, who else? Who else? You, go, you go ahead. Talk about another one. Well, I went three deep. I'll talk about my other, and I know you use this as well, the eight, Miss Tapparado. And you talked about these New York races. They don't, on turf, they don't have a whole lot of speed. And uh, I think this could potentially be your gate-to-wire horse. Uh, there really isn't a lot. I mean, it could be Pratt with the one. Um, and if, if Pratt does get to the lead early on the one, I think I'm going to be pissed because I think that's going to be the winner. But I think that Miss Tapparado uh, probably has the most natural speed of a lot of these horses. Both turf efforts, she sat in second tracking a uh, kind of need-the-lead or want-the-lead horse. Last time out, you can forgive her for falling apart because she was, you know, a year and a half away. Probably had a little bit of rust to knock off, but this feels like a great spot for Mott to bring her back in. Uh, you know, I like that we, after that long time off, you don't see her drop in class. She goes to an aqueduct allowance on the turf. Uh, she was in that spot with Ilara and uh, investment strategy. I'm going to forgive her for that and hope that that effort when she broke her maiden to Gulfstream, we get something more like that. 
I think it's a good pick. I, I also used the eight as well. And what about the nine? Did you use the nine in all community adjusted? I didn't, but I, I kept thinking about it because we're using the one Clement, the five horse. So uh, I didn't use the nine, but it's interesting that Irad stays here. So a couple of reasons why I did use the nine here. And like I said, I went six deep. But uh, with the nine horse, yeah, you get Irad again. It's second time off the layoff. Look at the competition faced last time out in that Churchill Downs race. This was a really tough race. Lady Rockstar comes into the Churchill Downs race there and just looked like a rock star. And then came back uh, Sunday, uh, just, just one day ago, yesterday, yesterday yep. and dominated uh, at uh, Belmont Park in another allowance event. I think Lady Rockstar will definitely be in a stakes race next time out. So, I don't know. I thought second off the layoff, community adjusted the nine horse, made a little bit of sense. Another second off the layoff horse, uh, horse is the four, Lady uh, Baby, is it Blythe or Blythe, Magic? Blythe. Blythe. Uh, Listen, ran third at Belmont last time out, going a mile. Now we get a mile and an eighth. That's kind of where I think the source is going to excel. You look three back, one and a mile and three sixteenths uh, and a maiden special weight at Saratoga. So one, two, four, five, eight, and nine. I think I covered all of mine uh, there. It's, it's, it's wild. Had to go as deep as I could here. A lot of, lot of horses with some intrigue in this race. So you're just leaving off the six and the seven who uh, come into this with multiple wins, but that's because they were doing it at the claiming level. I didn't give either one of those a ton of consideration. I know the seven's exiting a win, um, but that was against starter allowance level, and it really wasn't that fast of a race. I think we've got some really, really talented horses in here, Aaron. We could see a, a few of these go off and do some stakes action yep. uh, at Saratoga. Let's move on. The third leg of the late pick four on Thursday, June 9th, race eight. We're back on the dirt, back with two-year-olds. The Tremont Stakes, you've got a field of, was this, eight of them in here uh, going five and a half furlongs on the main track. Where are you going on top in this spot, buddy? This is where I'm singling, actually. I'm going to single in this race. I really like the number four, Nona Hudson. Uh, I thought uh, he was fantastic on debut at Keeneland. One of the better uh, Wesley Ward debuters at Keeneland in that beat. We know he debuts so many that are so good. But, uh, you know, this horse on the dirt, got it done. Really doesn't have, like, a great dirt pedigree, but looked great in this race. And I think is coming into this one with a real good shot. Johnny Velasquez rides for Wesley Ward. We saw this angle last year start to develop where Velasquez is usually on Ward's best horses. He gets them out here, and that was kind of the thing that put me over the edge. This is a interesting field, though, right? Because you've got a, a, a field of, uh, what is this, eight horses, and they're all coming from different tracks. Like, they're coming from everywhere. We've got an Evangeline horse. We've got a Gulfstream horse, Woodbine, Parks, Belmont, of course. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that race at Keelan was strong enough to get it done here. I think no nay Hudson makes it two for two. All they are all coming from eight different tracks. Yeah. Holy cow! Woodbine Parks, Laurel, Keeneland, Belmont, Evangeline, Churchill, and Gulfstream. Uh, goodness. Hey, listen, I'm with you on the four. And if you're looking at this horse and you're thinking it's Wesley Ward is a two-year-old Keeneland winner, it's bred for turf. Why isn't this horse going to Ascot? Wesley actually thought this was an Ascot horse, and you see that work on turf. Uh, the three works back there. Uh, apparently, the horse absolutely hated the turf. Like, just absolutely. And they went, never mind, not a turf horse, and rerouted to this spot. So, uh, I'm with you on this. Johnny Velasquez and Wesley Ward, 25% overall with two-year-olds, 30% when they're at Belmont Park. Don't blame you for singling this, but uh, as was mentioned in the chat, singling Wesley Ward at a short price can be the death of many a man's bankroll. Didn't single him. I, whether you agree or not, I, that's what the chat said. <laughs> uh, I did go too deep. I used the seven, two of a kind, Luis Saez riding for Brian Lynch. Uh, I told you that my story and Tremont picks were similar. This horse was also forced to break from the rail and debut, kind of like uh, Devious Dame, or Cajun Breeze, sorry, 
Girl Biden, not Cajun Breeze. That's the siren. Anyways, let's get back on track here. Two of a kind. Forced to break from the rail on the debut. Uh, finished well. Yet that really long stretch at Churchill Downs. Belmont Park is a very, very long stretch, so you're going to have to be able to do that again. And again, now you're drawn outside every horse except for one rival. Uh, Luis Dye is going to stay aboard. He's leaving Valenzan Day, the, four, the five horse that Joel Rosario is going to ride. Um, that horse is coming in with a 76 buyer. That's the highest in the field. So I think this horse has got potential if the four doesn't fall apart. But again, I'm not going to knock you one bit for, for singling Nona Hudson. You know, I had, I had the seven on the ticket, ended <laughs> up taking the seven off. Um, it, the, the big deal is I, I, if I have the seven on, it's a $54 ticket. I don't want to spend that on this. I thought 27 was about right. If you have a bigger bankroll, you want to spend that, the 54, I, I wouldn't, this would be the one I'd put on. Like I wouldn't tuck you off the seven uh, whatsoever. You pointed out the big thing. I really liked the fives debut race. I, I thought that was a really sharp effort. The field was, I thought, had some potential horses uh, in that one. And the five gets it done easily. And then you look and it's like, oh, man, Saez rode the five. Saez rode the seven. Saez is on the seven. <laughs> so that's why, you know, just, just you know, logically, I should say, you would think the seven makes the most sense in this situation. And the early speed, the four and the seven should kind of get out in front and control things. Uh, here and I think it makes them dangerous. So yeah, two of a kind. Interesting. This horse was seven to one on debut, even with Sia as a board, uh, and was able to win that easily. Uh, there's one horse that I did look at a little bit because uh, I'm I don't know how to handicap it. The two little JP and I, it, for trainer Chad Summers, I texted Chad. I said I think there was a clerical error at Naira because they entered your quarter horse in the stakes race, um, but literally broke his maiden. Her yeah, his maiden going a quarter mile straight at parks and then now shows up here. So if you wanted to handicap this, how are you supposed to un interpret a two furlong, just little quarter horse straight shot winner uh, coming into this race? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Chad Summers too. You never can handicap his horses unless it's mind your biscuits. Uh, I don't know. What did he tell you? Oh, he just it, he he basically said the same thing. He said it would have been better if the horse had lost because then people would have said, "Well, it can't run straight; it needs to turn." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. There's, I could not play this horse. I, so I looked at the breeding a little bit, and from the dam side, there's four older siblings that have all raced. All of them have won, so all five si foals are winners. Three of them won on debut, like this horse. A fourth of, was second. Uh, one of the horses ended up turning into a dirt stakes winner at two and then multiple stakes later on. They're, the family seems to be pretty good at two. Prospect Park is in his first year, at, or this is his first crop. He's a California stallion, so you're going to see like 10 of them maybe this year. Um, so it's hard to know what's going on there. That horse was pretty good on turf. I, I don't know. Th I think this horse will probably be better on turf or, or go to grass, but it's a, it's a long shot, or, or if the horse is a long shot, I think maybe throw, throw him on. I, I really don't know what to think about him one way or the other. Yeah, I don't either. I, 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 you don't see that very often. You see some two furlong races at Mountaineer, you know, right. kind of. But, but it, sometimes Prairie Medals are running. But at parks for two-year-olds, it was kind of a weird <laughs> thing for sure. Uh, since we're talking about weird horses, what about Stay On or Good Side? Uh, the <laughs> great horse. Name. I know, great, great name. Uh, the horse on the rail uh, for Cassie. You know, Cassie, he's a woodbine guy. This horse debuted, looked really, really good. That's kind of, for me, like if you're going to throw in a long shot, that one makes a little bit of sense. But who knows? The dirt is definitely a question mark for the source. That that race, of course, was on synthetic. So, uh, But a pedigree that says the dirt might not be too bad of a thing for this for this colt. 
Honor code, uh, just 7% overall with first-time starters, but he is 18% synthetic sprinting. <laughs> so maybe that kind of helped balance out the uh, the other side of the thing. I really do. I kind of wanted to use Stay Honor Good. So I, just, I really do love that name. That's a great name. It's a great name, yes. <laughs> might, might not be a great horse, but it's a great name. We'll move on. Final leg of the late pick four at Belmont Park, Thursday, June 9th. Race nine, and this could be when it all goes to hell, Aaron, because we've got 10 maiden uh, fillies, three and four, sprinting six furlongs on the inner turf if they stay on. They're all in for $40,000 tags. How deep did you go here, and who's your top pick? I went three deep in this one. I do like the number seven, uh, Dame Time. I think this horse is going to be the favorite, if I had a guess, because uh, dropping into the maiden claiming ranks for the first time, and I Really like the angle when it's a maiden special weight to maiden claiming dropper and the horse has a lot of early speed because these maiden claiming races, a lot of times you're going to see uh, if a horse drops down and has early speed, they can get out in front and kind of take you gate to wire and dominate you. So um, I, I don't know that Dame Time is a dominant horse, but I do think this horse, you know, takes a big time drop. And I think it's going to help a lot. Last time out over this track going seven furlongs, had a two-length lead and lost it against Maiden Special Weight Company. Only, and I say only, was beaten four and a quarter or four and a half. You know, if you're going back at a six six furlong Maiden Special Weight this time, this horse probably gets bad, probably five to two, three to one. But since we're at a Maiden Claimer, I got to think this horse is going to be a strong favorite, and I can see why. I think this horse has got a great shot to take him gate to wire. Uh, like I said, I did use three, though. Uh, the other one, I'll, I'll talk about one more and kick it to you. The nine, you can't handle this. Going to try the turf for the first time. This is one that dropped to the maiden claiming, or I shouldn't say dropped, ran at the maiden claiming 40 level on the dirt last time out uh, for Rudy Rodriguez. It was the first start for Rudy. Um, went six and a half for a long, same kind of thing. Got the lead, faded late, was fourth, beaten four links. Going to try the turf today. Luis Saya is aboard once again, so he stays on, even though the horse lost at the at the dirt 40K level last time. I thought it was a good sign. Another horse that's got a lot of speed here to kind of maybe get out the front and take him gate to wire. So uh, the seven and the nine were my top two here. Flip them. You got my top two picks in the race. There you go. <laughs> uh, the nine is an interesting one. I did a little back uh, research on her. She didn't make it to the races by the time she was uh, done with the three-year-old year. So we're breeders. Gary and Mary West sold her off. Rob Atris, good trainer in New York, plunks down his own money to auction to buy her at auction, then loses her to Rudy Rod, who spends his own money to buy her off of Atris. And as soon as he does that, he immediately moves her up to two times the claiming price. So uh, it's interesting that that's kind of been her progression. I think she should handle the turf just fine. Awesome again. Uh, plenty of, of good horses on, on turf, uh, including Count Again, who's now a multiple grade one winner. Um, he also started Ghost Zapper, who puts out good turf horses. Um, all great points on the seven. I'll go to my next horse. We don't agree on these other ones here, so we can have a little more com a conversation. Next up for me is the number four, Miss No Vax, which is a fun name to say. Uh, <laughs> she was bet really well on her debut, flashed some uh, good early speed, and then she quit really hard in the turn. But she was between rivals. It was a very contentious early situation for her there. I'm hoping that she gets a little bit better of a situation on the turf. And I also think that the tighter turns of the inner turf course at Belmont will be a lot easier for her to navigate than say that huge long sweeping because watching her in that replay Aaron I thought that this that turn where just like you're constantly just turning because of how big it is I felt like that kind of did her in a little bit there so uh, another one that with Gio Ponti as a sire it, it bred for turf damn all three of her career wins came on turf so no issue with the four here I also used the number 10 Queen de la, Queen de la Creme it's, I knew that was going to throw me off I didn't know this about Bayern he's a 17 percent turf sprint sire 
I never think Bayern in turf sprinting, but I, you really should start to do that. He's also 18% first-time starters overall, which is the case here. Um, and by the way, when the horses are three or older when they debut, that bumps up to 23%. Ray handles 17% with a positive ROI with first-time starters, and he's 2-for-10 at Belmont with jockey Jalen Samuel and 14% overall. So I think these are going to be good connections. You've got good pedigree here, and I think I'm going to catch a price because it's kind of an interesting horse in this mess, or maybe I don't. Maybe there's a lot of horses, Aaron, that have broken hearts and burned tickets, and they say, well, the 10 hasn't started. Let's go and use her instead. I think that's an interesting use. You're right. I, it, it's, I think you're at a good price because, you know, Handel is not a guy that's going to get bet a ton, but he's good with first-time starters. Uh, and, you know, Samuel's not a guy that gets bet a lot, but he's riding well for Handel. So I'm with you on that. I, I think that's a good use. I would not talk you off of that one at all. Uh, the four, yeah, I mean, it's got the pedigree, and that's the thing. I don't really know why they debuted this horse on the dirt last time out. That, that was kind of a – Head scratcher to me, but um, moving up in class from 20 to 40, and we got beat 17 links uh, running in the 20K level. Yeah. It isn't a great sign, but I get it. <laughs> She's fast. If she gets, if she can spurt out early and get brave, maybe that's it. I mean, this is taking a flyer on her. You're right. She also, again, when she got headed and pressured, she just <laughs> quit yeah. hard. So, yeah. <laughs> She's that tough. Um, the, the last one I put on the ticket was the horse from the rail, the one horse here. Uh, I'm not even going to try to say Diamante. that name. <laughs> what is it? It's Diamante. AEW's own Diamante. No, that is not. It's, it's, it's not Diamante. No, it's Diamant not. Damza. Okay, Diamant Damza. So <laughs> you're not going to fool me. Um, I don't think that – is that it? Yeah, Diamant Damza. That would make sense. All right, Diamant Damza, uh, the one horse. This horse has kind of been a mess, right? Like – Got second on debut overseas, came to Brad Cox, put in a maiden special weight, got 10th, beaten six, put him in another maiden special weight, it got rained off, got to the dirt, got 10th, beaten 14. That was even worse. So they dropped down to the 40K claiming level. It still wasn't great. Got fifth, uh, going six furlongs. I think second time at the level. I think the setup could be decent for this horse today. If she gets out of the gate, I think she could sit third or fourth, maybe be the first one to try to run down the leaders, who we both like. The seven and the nine should be out in front. But I don't know. I think the one will improve second time at the level, and I do think we'll kind of get that stocking ground-saving trip this time. Might not be good enough, but I thought I'd throw the one on there. So that was the third horse on the ticket for me. Uh, since I added the three in the, the first leg here, I had to make it a little uh, more affordable. I took the six off. It was my last on and was a, a, like the four, a bit of a flyer. Uh, Jimmy Creed's a pretty solid sire, 13% with debut horses, 17% overall with three-year-olds. And is pretty good turf, uh, you know, decent with sprinting, better on dirt. If the, if the uh, race ends up coming off the turf, I think the six will definitely make it to my ticket. But uh, this is a horse that Mike Samich would use, so I at least wanted to bring up because Mike Samich loves Jimmy Creed horses, turf sprinting, um, even though the stats, I think, are only about 9% on that. But he does love Jimmy Creed turf horses <laughs> sprinting. So uh, not a horse that I looked at. By the way, do you recognize the dam? Uh, Jan's Perfect Star, of course. Yes. Subred. Yes. I, I was like, I know who that is. <laughs> How about that? That's funny. Yeah, I, I caught that there. Uh, the Arkansas Breeders' Stakes winner in 2013, everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's unbelievable. I, I did not think I would see that name today, that's for sure. Um, you know, I think if you're going to play a first-time starter, you pick the right one. Uh, they did, Like you said, they gave 130000 for this horse, though. So, you know, it's, it's not really a trainer that's going to get bad. Dylan Davis, he's having a pretty good year, but, you know, he doesn't get bad a ton here either. So 
I, I don't know. I, it, this is one to me. If you're going to go five, six deep, sure, throw it on there. But if you're if you're going to go two, three deep, I, I don't know how you put it on the ticket. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's where I'm going to end up landing here. What's nine times four? That's thirty-six dollars. Perfect. Doing math live on the fly. That's television, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for go. joining Aaron and I to talk about Belmont Park's late pick four on Thursday, June 9th. If you want more uh, Belmont Park picks for the entire card, go to RacingDudes.com. Check out the handicapping products page. This guy right here puts together all the free picks and the premium products available, unless they're the Samba bombs. That, of course, is Mike's. But uh, wishing Mike well as he is moving. Um, I, don't know if, I wonder if they arrived yet. I know they were driving down there, so uh, hopefully everything is going well for him. But, Aaron, let's go ahead and give it our tickets one last time. Down below, I'll start. I'm going to go 3-5-6 with 2-5-8 with 4-7 with 4-7-9-10. That's $36 for a mine. What's yours? Uh, I'm going to go 3-5-6 with 1-2-4-5-8-9. So going six deep there with four as the single with 1-7-9. and nine. 27 yeah 27 dollars for yours there. yes yeah uh thursday kicks off the belmont stakes racing festival aaron uh looking ahead at the week there are eight grade one races multiple breeders cup winning you're in prep races uh on saturday we're about to start something pretty awesome i'm excited for this week yeah it's gonna be amazing like i said thursday and friday are pretty good this card's good the friday card very good and then uh, tomorrow, I guess the Belmont draw is pretty early in the morning tomorrow. Ten Is it 10 o'clock central time? 10 central, yeah. Yeah. So we'll get the Belmont field. Look, we like a field of eight. And then uh, shortly after, we'll have the rest of the, that card. And it's a Breeders' Cup type card. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Freaking pump for it, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think Jared and I are going to be home, which means we'll be live for the live stream. We'll be, we'll be with you. So that'll be good. Yeah, I think so day. Yeah, and I guess Samich will be here as well. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a long day. It's gonna be, we'll be live for a long time, I'm sure, that day because there's so many great races. And like Nick said, a better match race. Is it Echo Zulu versus uh, Matarea or is it Flightline versus Speaker's Corner? Uh, that's a hard question to ask. I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's going to be uh, Flightline Speaker's Corner for me. I pulled you that think? up because if Flightline actually makes the trip there, Look out. That's the, we're still waiting. We don't know. We haven't heard if he's officially made the trip to New York yet or not because he had that what, 46 and 4 work at San Diego yesterday, which means he's either ready to go or he's broken again. So hopefully he makes it to the Met Mile. I, I mean, we joke about him not racing ever, but he is pretty electric to watch. Oh, yeah. If he's in the race, all eyes are going to be on him. There's no doubt about it. He's that kind of horse. But the problem is, like you said, they're having a hard time keeping him healthy. Obviously, you got a horse that good. Uh, they're going to run him like every four or five weeks. But when you're not healthy, that's that's obviously a problem. But then you got Speaker's Corner, who's been just electric himself, right? So it's going to be a, that. Okay, I'll, I'll say Flightline versus Speaker's Corner. That will be a hell of a show, no doubt about it. Um, gosh, you'd have to think Flightline's going to beat him if, if he shows up with his best. But Speaker's Corner's been awfully damn good this year. So that's that's going to be something to see. I still love everything about Speaker's Corner. I'm like, what What would have we had as a three-year-old with Speaker's Corner if he'd been able to make that triple crown? Though maybe we wouldn't get him as good as we have him now. He might be retired if that was that yeah. was the case. But uh, listen, we want to thank everybody for joining us for this show. Uh, we'll cut things off a little early. We don't have a whole lot more to talk about. Aaron has a lot more talking still left to do, so I'm going to help him save. But talk to the folks about what you've got coming up in about an hour and a half here. Yeah, about an hour and a half of the Dudes Who Bet Sports Show will be live. Papa Dude will be joining me. Hopefully his camera works. It did not work last week. He brought the computer over, and I fixed it, I think. So I think he'll be live joining us. You can see his pretty face. Uh, we will be talking about the eight Belmont uh, contenders. 
uh, in depth a little bit on this show. And then we'll also obviously give you an update on the NHL and NBA playoffs as, uh, you know, NHL and NBA both are about to wind down. So we'll talk a little uh, Belmont to start. We'll talk a little sports. And then in the end, we usually, you just never know. We kind of freelance it. After that, uh, Papa Dude has been teaching uh, driver's ed oh, this summer. Right. So we may get a story or two about that. Uh, over at our YouTube channel, which if you're watching us uh, live or replay on YouTube, Facebook, thanks for joining us. Give us a like, a thumbs up. Here is what we have available right now just at the top of YouTube.com slash Racing Dudes. Uh, six of the eight Belmont horses, we have full previews for them and analysis from each of our handicappers. You can go check those out. They're quick and informative. Uh, we'll have Mo Donegal and Golden Glider up later today. Uh, so we've got that to look forward to, as well as more wrestling videos from Aaron. You see him talking about MJF's Pipe Bomb promo down there. Uh, so make sure you check that out. And then we will be live uh, starting tomorrow. We'll be live each day, the let's see, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday uh, at 10 a.m. for the Belmont Stakes pre, uh, daily show. So make sure you join us for that. It's always a lot of fun, 10 a.m. Central at YouTube.com slash Racing Dudes. Oh, yeah, Oklahoma Softball. I, I've seen your the Racing Dudes Twitter timeline blowing up about that. What's going That's on? That's right. Yeah, so OU Softball loses the first game today but wins the second they will be in the national championship. They'll play either Oklahoma State or Texas. So it'll wow. be an all, all Big 12 national championship this year in softball. Oklahoma State would be really cool because uh, the, the college or softball college world series is played in Oklahoma City. So you're in Ooh. Oklahoma City, OU, OSU would be unbelievable. Uh, bedlam for the national championship. So we'll see. Uh, Texas, Oklahoma State play tonight. Texas has to win twice to get to the national championship game where Oklahoma State just has to win once. So we could see Bedlam for the national championship. Also, listen, these wrestling videos, people, a new member of the team will be introduced with these videos. That's why I'm excited. I guess I didn't push that hard enough. Yeah, uh, Heather Haltman will be right. uh, will be classing up the joint a bit. Uh, to talk about it. And it's great hearing from Heather with her perspective because you grew up loving wrestling and kind of went away from it and came back with AEW. And correct me if I'm wrong, she just got into it kind of like I did because of your love for AEW. Correct. Yes. And so you get a, 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 a different opinion than what like experts or most people would say. And it's great. And I'm just really excited that you guys get to see the person I tricked into marrying me so many years ago back in 2006. So that's, that's why I'm excited. And I think uh, I think she uh, had way too much fun doing uh, the, these uh, shows. Okay. So I think she's going to be back on. I don't think this will be the only thing uh, she does. Awesome. Well, yeah, well, make sure you check that out. And uh, you'll just subscribe to the YouTube channel and click the notification bell. You won't miss a single thing we got going on. I uh, totally forgot to mention this earlier, Aaron. The Bet PTC offer. Do you want to yeah. talk about that before we get out of here as well? Because we've already had some fans uh, telling us that they love this offer. Yeah, I mean, are, are we going to play the video? Or do you want, you want me, me to play the video? Play the video. Let's just, we'll do this. We'll exit on the video. Make sure you watch the Perfect. video uh, and then tune in at 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific time for Dudes Who Bet Sports. For Aaron Hall, sorry, wrong side, Aaron Halterman, I'm Magic. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. We'll see you later. What's up, everybody? I'm Mike Sandwich coming at you here. And today we're excited to talk about a new partnership over RacingDudes.com, BetPTC. Uh, we just added, went into a partnership with them, allowing our users to be able to get not only a $200 sign-up bonus after they bet $750 on the site, but also a rebate. Aaron, you've been using BetPTC. Tell us a little bit about the rebate that you can get. Yeah, it's been absolutely fantastic. You get up to 4% on your win wagers, 8% on, on exotics. And the great thing about it is with a lot of rebates, well, you don't get them at all with some. And with some, it, it takes a while for it to hit your account. Not with BetPTC. Immediately when that race goes official, 
A, you're going to get your payout, hopefully, because you've cashed your bet. But B, that rebate hits your account immediately. So if you bet 100 bucks on a race, guess what? Or, or let's say a win, you're going to have $4 in your account immediately when that race goes official. And like I said, up to 8% for exotics. It's pretty awesome. Make sure you check to make sure your state's eligible, eligible for both that PTC and the rebate, since it does vary from state to state. If you're looking to sign up and take advantage of a $200 bonus, just click on this sign up now button here at betptc.com. Uh, make sure you enter out, enter in all your information, scroll down to the bottom, and make sure you include, include promo code DUDES when you're signing up to be able to get a $200 bonus after betting $750 that gets deposited right into your account. And then you're eligible to get rebates back as well. So make sure you give it, uh, give, check out that PTC and give them a shot to see if they can earn your business.